cycles, we'll lose part of the system for a while. You know, there's a finite amount of memory. You can't use it for everything. We're going to compile for half an hour. Go ahead. Casting from the deep depths of cyberspace, this is Darn IT Podcast, Cybersecurity Made Simple. And I'm your host, Darn Lee G., Chief Technical Architect of Darn IT Group. Episode 17, Overnight Success to Failure. Thank you for stopping by and listening to this next episode of Darn IT Podcast. Um, just to say in the beginning of this, I was laughing um, I hope you know where I get these sound bites from, uh, and if you do know, please comment or reply back and let me know where you think I got that from, but that makes me laugh. And I'm sorry if there's any programmers listening to this. It's just, it's just some people. <laughs> so what I mean by overnight success to failure, as most of us are working from home um, during this pandemic, there has been a particular software that we've talked about in, in previous podcasts and you hear it all over the news. And I felt like that this is some time to sit down and specifically talk about sort of this app in particular, but we use different types of communication platforms. And I understand there's different platforms like WebEx, uh, Google Hangouts, Duo, Skype, etc so forth and these are the major players there's other apps being used out there um, video conferencing apps being used out there but i'm just speaking kind of lightly on the most common ones um but the one we're gonna focus on again today is zoom and i'm sure everyone's sick and tired of hearing about uh zoom this and zoom that but but really everything changes in the digital frontier so quickly it's not even funny so understand that we are trying to give you the best information at the quickest time possible. So we have I've set aside certain episodes, but we pushed them kind of aside so that we can get this information out to you guys as soon as possible. And the reason we pick on Zoom uh, isn't because we're mean and nasty. Uh, it's because uh, Zoom literally had an overnight success, which is great for any business in particular, but there is a potential issue when our privacy comes into concern here, especially if a business is operating um, at this capacity now, seeing as most of the employees are working from home, it is very important to keep an eye on these things so that you're using the right applications for your business that is the least concerning for your operations from failure or from interruption. So Zoom went from 10 to 200 million users literally overnight. Um, and this can strike any problems for really any business. Um, if you're running a business and you all of a sudden get, you know, 100 million orders overnight, that will overwhelm you. That is a given when it comes to business. But like I said, um, there's a lot of transactions going on through Zoom. There's been a lot of vulnerabilities with Zoom over the last year. So when everyone's using this application, um, it tends to sort of raise a few flags when it comes to the overall security of this application. Now with the coronavirus and the COVID-19 uh, global health concern, there 
there have been new ways to profit from this. Um, cyber criminals have found different methodologies, um, social engineering attacks, uh, malware attacks that will and have compromised businesses of all shapes and sizes. And they're doing this because they know that they can ride on that wave of fear, the wave of the unknown. And they're doing various different types of malware attacks, phishing campaigns, scam websites, um, all the way to malicious tracker apps. So this is a big concern because they are literally setting up various la digital landmines, as you will, uh, across the landscape of the digital frontier and trying to find the best method to trick the most amount of users. And that's a problem, especially with an app like Zoom. The overnight success of the app has allowed cyber criminals to focus on this group because a lot of people just need to work and need to communicate, seeing as most of us are in lockdown. There's also been a huge explosion of Zoom domains um, being registered over 1,800 illicit domains in the last three weeks alone, and this is growing. Now, what I mean by that is um, there are like fake Zoom websites being created, um, like for example, you know, zoomwebapps.com for sake of example, it's not a real domain, don't try looking for it. And um, what this is trying to do is get unwilling users to download the so-called Zoom application to do their video conferencing, but indeed it's just to install malware on the computer and to infect their networks. Um, in the last year, there has been a privacy issue on Zoom's iOS apps. Um, they fix these vulnerabilities um, that basically let websites hijack their users' webcam and uh, force them to join a unwilling Zoom call. Um, there was also a uh, fix in their iOS app that was sending device information and unique advertiser identifiers um, to Facebook using their soft, software development kit, uh, the SDKs, um, uh, with uh, Facebook. And this is a concern because this is something that Zoom didn't disclose, which uh, researchers eventually found out, which didn't really impress a lot of people. Uh, Checkpoint researchers also detected uh, phishing sites masquerading as Google Classroom to tr trick people into downloading malware. So this isn't just affecting Zoom specifically. Um, there, there are reports from various researching companies out there, like Checkpoint, for example, that are detecting phishing sites with Google Classroom. So even cyber criminals understanding that a lot more educational systems are using Google Classroom to do their, their classwork. Criminals are using that as another avenue for exploitation. And, and that's really the case in point with this is because cyber criminals are going to inject themselves, inject new methodologies into their crime in order to fool, scam, or to trick you into downloading or using that application itself. Now, the FBI, uh, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, and the CSC, which is the Canadian Security Establishment, have both spoken out against Zoom and issues with teleworking. So each of these agencies have had gone on record and talked about the vulnerabilities with Zoom. Um, I know there's one report 
in um, New York through the FBI's website that stated uh, government officials to stop using Zoom altogether, given the increased vulnerabilities. Um, there have been various other uh, reports through um, Google itself. For some reason, some of their employees are using Zoom uh, and Zoom has mandated users to stop or their employees to stop using Zoom on um, their, their, their company-owned computers. And SpaceX has also banned the use of Zoom due to their vulnerabilities. Elon Musk has gone on record stating that the actual app has various security vulnerabilities and given the fact they are a um, government contractor that they could not take the risk in using those applications. Furthermore, there are various educational institutions banning Zoom, uh, given the fact that there have been some uh, issues. For example, um, if there is a, a Zoom call or Zoom meeting going on for a particular classroom, uh, there have been there have been individuals and groups that are hijacking. Um, they were disclosing racial slurs, pornographic material, hate speech, etc., uh, by using these platforms by Zoom bombing particular. Uh, classrooms. So there there has been and will be a growing issue with this application. This is why it's very important for us to be cognizant about that. But there, in, in most recent reports, um, there has been over 500,000 hacked Zoom accounts being sold on the dark web right now. This includes usernames and passwords and obviously emails. Um, these credentials were either gathered through Credential stuffing, and to those who don't know what credential stuffing is, um, on the sort of the top level is basically someone getting some credentials from a leaked source and trying to use that information on a particular application or forum. So, for example, uh, you may have got your information uh, stolen from a hotel you visited a few years ago. That particular hotel chain may have got breached and hackers have may have purchased your username and password from that particular hotel chain. Now for your Zoom account, they are using those same credentials uh, to attempt to access your Zoom account. And the reason why they do that, and I'm sure most of us here are guilty of this, is the fact that humans use the same password for more than two websites. And that's a stat that is hold true even today. So you are probably guilty of this. Uh, and I'm sorry for calling you out on this, but uh, it is true. And everyone I've spoken to has sat here and admitted to me, darling, yes, uh, I have used, uh, I've used the same password more than twice. And criminals know that. And they take every opportunity to see if they can try to buy this list by using another database they acquired from the dark web somewhere and to try to access your banking, try to access your, your Zoom, your teleconference applications, your, your um, Active Directory domains, your VPN, etc. So you can understand that even though you may think your, your password is super secure, you're not aware if there is a particular website that you've used your password on was actually leaked from a previous attack a year or so ago. And nothing's ever for certain. So the general rule of thumb, and and I will talk about how, how to change your Zoom password for those who don't know, but, and, and I've beaten this drum 
over the many years. Don't use the same username and password for multiple online accounts. So if you have, um, for example, let's use Zoom and Facebook for sake of example. If you're using your, your Facebook password for your Zoom password, how, how easy would it be for me if I were to get the database from a uh, Facebook um, attack, for example, and use the same username and password on your Zoom? More than likely, if I have thousands upon thousands of usernames, I'm sure over 80% of that list would be the same password because we don't change it, right? So that's very important. Make sure that you do create unique passwords and change your username for different websites. So if you're listed on various teleconferencing applications, for example, let's say uh, WebEx, Hangouts, and Skype, for example, uh, it's best to change the the username for each of them but also use different passwords so if for example if skype ever gets breached at least the password for your hangouts would be different and then the password for your webex would be different and that would be the best thing so how do you change your zoom password so right now if you're saying okay well that's great so my password may have been have stolen so what do i do no problem i'll tell you right now go into the zoom web portal Go under user management, go to users, click on the email address, edit, sign in password. Enter a new password, a unique password that you've never used before twice here. Click on save changes and click okay to sign out on all devices. So that makes sure, or that makes a certain that any um, any other accounts you're logged into on your mobile device, tablet, laptop, desktop, whatever that you've logged out so that you would have to enter the new password in order to use that new application with the new password. So I really hope you took something away from this, this episode of Darn IT Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Darn IT Podcast with Darnley G. If you like our show and want to know some more, like or subscribe or please leave a review. Remember, Look both ways before crossing the information superhighway. Safe computing, everybody. Bye.